0: This episode has been sponsored by Seeds of Growth Grief Education.
1: Seeds of Growth Grief Education trains and certifies professionals working with families in the pregnancy and infant loss community.
0: We are so honoured to have you join us for this episode of Beyond the Loss. I'm Aditi Leverage, brief parent to two and parent to one living child. I'm a specialized pregnancy and infant loss coach and founder of the registered charity, the Pregnancy and Infant Loss Support Centre.
1: And I'm Danielle Kaluski, bereaved parent to my daughter, Emelina, and parent to two living daughters. I am the co-founder and director of operations for the Pregnancy and Infant Loss Support Center. On this show, we share real stories about parenting and healing through pregnancy and infant loss. We allow space for the often silenced truths around loss to be heard. We offer an affirmative space for all people impacted by loss to share their stories, their triumphs, and their healing.
0: Please remember that the stories shared are personal stories and are not to be used in replacement of professional advice. Please visit our charity link in the show notes for additional support should you need.
1: We are so excited to have you join us for today's episode. Let's start talking.
0: everyone and welcome back to Beyond the Loss. Today we're we are just doing a conversation with Danielle and I, which again I'm very excited about because I think I personally get so much out of our conversations and I, I'm sure that our listeners do as well. So
1: welcome Danielle. I'm always happy to chat with you. We have so many good conversations off the microphone and I think today's conversation is very timely to have. <laughs> yeah.
0: What is our conversation today?
1: Well, I'll introduce our conversation because it really has to do with, um, something I just experienced. Mm -hmm. So recently over the last few weeks, we celebrated our daughter's 10th anniversary of her. I don't, I never know. Some people call it an angelversary. Some people call it the death day. Some people call it the birthday. So I always look at it as her birthday. That's just the way I see it. I see her death day for me is when we had the memorial in which we celebrated her. We did it weirdly where we did it on the February the 29th. So we actually only celebrate that every four years, which is kind of cool and kind of not cool at the same time. So yeah, so in February, it was her birthday. And I have to say this is probably the first year in a long time that I have felt probably ever that I've just felt okay. Like I felt joy. I felt sadness. And yet I just felt like the whole day we were just held. Mm Um, you know, I've done the gamut of things. And I guess that's what we want to chat about is I've done the gamut. I've done everything from keeping the busy, the day so busy with like donation drop-offs and balloon releases and skiing and X, Y, Z. And I've gone to the gamut of. Ignoring the day and just letting our kids have cake or a special meal to honor her, and this year we did something a little bit different. What you do? I, well, first of all, leading it up, I had had this grand plan that we were doing this big family vacation, which, thanks to COVID <laughs> and the Canadian just
0: ruining all of our plans.
1: Canadian situation. I we canceled it because it just didn't make sense. And it wasn't going to give us the experience that we had hoped. So then I was very lost. And I shared this with our seeds of growth coaching program attendees. And I said, I shared my story, and they all had some really good questions. But what it came down to for me was, I needed to just acknowledge my feelings on that day, I need to stop for me, I needed to stop planning, which is a type A Trying to controlling person. I'm always trying to control the narrative of that day. And what it came to is I need to stop controlling the narrative. I needed to just feel and be comfortable with whatever. So I always say, I got up the morning. I got some news that I was, that was very activating. It activated a lot of grief, a lot of anger, a lot of sadness in me. I looked at that. I saw it. I said to my husband, you know what? I'm not in a good space right now. I'm going back to bed. I'm going to sleep. And, you know, when you say I'm going back to bed, it can have some very negative connotations. Mm-hmm. But this was 730 in the morning. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going back to bed. This was not how I wanted this. Like, I'm just not in a good place. I'm very, I'm really in deep throes of grief. Let me go back to sleep. And let's see where I would wake up at, you know, in a couple hours. So at 930, my husband came in with some flowers and a coffee and he's like, okay, are you ready to like reface the day? And I was like, actually I am. Yeah. I'm actually in a space because I was able to, I didn't sleep the full hours, but I was able to like not do what I would say meditation because that's not necessarily what I did, but I was able to like, just go inside. I was able to sit in a quiet room with no TV, no phone, no books or nothing. I just sat And I just let myself feel whatever I was feeling. Mm -hmm. And then I allowed myself to focus on my breath. Mm -hmm. By focusing on my breath and just releasing the tension that was in my body. I did go. I went back to sleep for about another 40 minutes. And I was able to wake up and look. Look at the day as a day. Mm -hmm. Treat it like we would treat it like our living children. Which is we let our living children Figure out what they want to do for the day. And that's how we do it. So we let the youngest pick. She wanted mini golf. So we went mini golf. The oldest wanted a specific meal. So we had that. We just let the day roll out without worrying about, was this fanfare enough? Was this fanfare too little? Was I too sad? Was I too happy? Was I too anything? Just let it out. Mm -hmm. And my oldest had a friend join us and afterwards they went home and they said wow what a great day and what a great way to remember your daughter and I was like that's what you got from this day then I did my job mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah for sure yeah I feel like milestones milestones are hard but yeah both you and I are 10 years out and it 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 it's different and not because, not because time has made it different. I yeah. think that from what, from what I know from you anyways, Danielle, is that what's made it different for you is, is that realization that, and what your, what your daughter's friend said is that if you are allowing yourself to feel whatever is present in that day, which it sounds like you did, your everything that you do that day is going to be done in connection and in that feeling of honoring and remembrance and so you don't have to do anything big you no. don't have to do anything extravagant it's about the energy in which you're doing it and not just the energy but like the honesty
1: yeah. Cause I don't think I've ever been honest. I've always been like, Oh, well, we're going to do a balloon. We're going to do this so that, you know, everybody knows I'm acknowledging it or we're going to do nothing because it's too hard and I don't want to acknowledge it mm-hmm. instead of just saying to myself and to my family, because they all have their own. I mean, our youngest does not really have a lot of grief because she doesn't, because she didn't experience the loss of her sister. She came after. Mm-hmm. However, My oldest still experiences the grief of her sister and as does my husband. So instead of just being the day about me, which I think a lot of the time it has been, I got honest with where everybody else was to on that day. And so my youngest likes to bring, I would say, she likes to bring the sunshine. So she likes to bring the heart and the joy to things. And my oldest likes to bring the real life situation to things. So for her... She did, you know, she felt like the mini golf was great, but for her, what I think she wanted more was a connection with the family. She mm-hmm. wanted to be re, even at 16, she needs to be reminded that we are still here, mm-hmm. that we are 10 years out, that it has been a hard 10 years, but we're still here as a family. We're still her parents. She is still she still has a sister, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not what I think has happened in the past, which is I've owned all the grief and grief for everyone and not just said, okay, what? And for her, she wanted to bring this friend with her. and I, I had to, I normally, my gut would have been like, no, it's a family, but she wanted her friend to come and experience this. And I had to allow that to happen. hmm
0: hmm Yeah, it reminds me of the quote. So we're, we're working on our uh, legacy run walk and we're looking at marketing and we're decided we want a hashtag that like summarizes not just the walk and run, but like who we are as an organization. So the, the hashtag that we came up with based on Maya Angelou's and still I rise, but we changed it to say still we rise. And it reminds me of that. It's like this. Well, A, we we do it together,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Like your family is doing it together. We're still rising. Like you said, she needs to know that we're still here. And then, and there is, and there's a rising, which means like it's it's work,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? We don't get to rise without some work and effort. So time, when it, we're saying 10 years, time hasn't gotten you here. It was intentional work it was intentionally going inward into yourself to say well this worked and this didn't work and this is how I ignored it or this is how I thought I was dealing with it but really I was busying myself through the day (laughs) from the sounds of it and so this time it felt much to me anyways it sounds like it was much more connected and like intentional and
1: and quite special for it, it, the 10-year. Exactly. And that's exactly what I, all from year nine. So from last year to this year, all I've thought about is how do I make tenure special? Mm. Yes, we made an imprint. We worked with our team to create journals to get them out to grieving individuals and in hospitals and different clinics. Great. So we did that. There's our tangible 10-year recognition. But then I kept going, but is that enough? Am I doing enough? Am I doing this? Do I, you know, you go back and forth because I see X, Y, Z raising X amount of money. It's should I be doing? And I came down to, for me, and it comes down to the coaching that you do, Aditi, and the work that I've been doing myself for the last three years, is I need to show up present. Mm-hmm. I need to show up with whatever emotions and be able to help my children with whatever emotions they're feeling that day so my youngest it's sunshine she loves talking about her sister she loves celebrating her sister her whole you know she's seven years old and i would say for the last three years all she talks about is her sister and who her sister would be and how her sister might be and what is she doing in heaven is is she with this grandparent or is she with this like it's a huge like for her it's like this great story that she's been building Mm -hmm. And we have to let her do that because Mm -hmm. that is how she connects to her sister. For our oldest, she's grieved and she hasn't grieved and she's grieved and she hasn't known where she fits in. And what I have learned is that as a parent and as her parent, to help her her find her space as well. Mm -hmm. Just as I've had to find my space, I've had to help my oldest find her space. And so when you, you know, when we look at that, we will still rise, it kind of goes back to, we will still be here. We will still rise Mm -hmm. and we're still going to be sad Mm -hmm. and we're still not going to know where we fit. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: totally. And for me, so for me, and I don't even know if you and I have ever talked about this, but for me, I because i my first was an ectopic pregnancy my second was a later loss but i didn't name my babies um that's what felt right and still feels right for me so people don't acknowledge it even though i'm the founder of the center i don't get texts on the day cuz i don't you know i don't mention it but for me over 10 years it's never been about other people it's not even been about my partner it's never been about my parents or my living child. Um, My living child acknowledges it all the time because yes, mine is also very much like yours, right? It's that sunshine. I think that's like the age where for them, that's how they kind of process these bigger, bigger life and, and grief and loss. And so for me, it's always been me acknowledging it. And I do something very, like I do a ritual on my own. It's very private. I don't, share it publicly it's just it's what I do on on the anniversaries but for me more importantly and I say this a lot in my coaching sessions too is that for me it always comes back to like legacy and building a legacy from this space and so for me it's not so much on I don't put a lot of my emphasis on the day of it's it's I always asking myself how am I carrying these two babies every day and so I do that through this work and obviously not everybody's gonna you know find a a charity and and work in that charity every single day and, and everybody also, has to no not exactly some of it need. some of it is more loud and some of it doesn't need to be like with my clients I've I have recently had a client and I said you know because they said we want to incorporate our child in our everyday life, but we're not. And how do we do that? They still felt like it had to be this grand thing that they were doing. And I said, I said, what what were you looking forward to doing with your child? And it was something as simple as like, well, we would go to new parks because we'd have a child and we'd go to new parks. Can you go to a, can you go to a park? Can you grab a coffee and sit in the park? Right. That's connection to our children. That's honoring. That's legacy work. It doesn't have to be a charity. It doesn't have to be a balloon. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be anything. It just has to be what feels right for you. So for me, I didn't name my babies. I, cause that's what felt right for me. I called them baby leverage. So they had yep. a name, but I also on the day of it's a very intimate ritual that I do that will always remain private to me because it's for me. And that's what feels right for me. So it's like, I think it's this space of like, And over the 10 years, so it's been 10 years for me, I'd say over the last six, the last four years. So up in, I think, I think I've struggled in the first six years and over the last four years, I would say it feels good. Mm -hmm. It feels purposeful for me. It feels powerful for me. It connects me. And it feels honest in 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 what's right for me, and so for me, it feels good, and it has felt good over the last four years. Do I still get a bit irked that the outer world doesn't pay attentions because it was earlier losses and I didn't name my children? Yeah, not gonna lie sometimes it irks me,
1: and I also don't need that because I do it for myself well, and it comes down to the post that I posted. On Emelina's birthday, was less people ask about her. Yes, less people acknowledge her. So I want to be clear that the first two years, my email box and my text messages and everything was amazing, like it was full. Now, if I didn't post, yeah, probably. I highly recommend. I would, I would, I would be shocked if my even my sisters acknowledged the day.
0: Yeah, so it shows it. No matter it, the loss or where, after 10 years, it the outside world is probably not going to recognize it.
1: And I know that in year five and year six, it became really hard when I saw that the differences, like if I didn't post and I didn't get this and and I don't post anymore for anybody else. I post. So on that date, I have a memory that pops up and shows me 10 years of posts and 10 years of honoring her. Mm -hmm. I do it for me. I don't do it for attention. I don't do it so that, oh, make sure you remember to send, you know, that that little text message. I don't do that anymore. Maybe at the beginning I did. Now I I just post so that I have a memory. So when I go to my Facebook or my social media, whatever that looks like, and I look at the, you know, the memories, I can see that.
0: Yeah, I love that. That is one thing I do enjoy about,
1: Facebook is is it's like a it can be like a documentation. I mean, and I can see that I can see where I've evolved. Mm-hmm. I can see the rawness of year one and year four and year five and those feelings, and I can also see this year where it was just less. It was less people know about you, less people remember you, but we love you and we are carrying our legacy, and that for me is what I needed. So when I'm like a year 20 and I've gone to the point of like screenshotting them all so that now I can like keep, you know, the record. So if I do go off of social media or if social media doesn't exist in 20 years from now, I will still have a photo that shows what that looked like. And to continue to remind myself that it's okay. The evolution is what I needed. And it is okay that people don't remember you. Because at the end of the day, like you s- just said, you do what you do for yourself. Mm-hmm. Because as parents, as the birthing individual, the person that carried our babies, we are the only ones that acknowledge it or have that ritual. Then we are still loving our children.
0: Yeah. And we're still carrying their legacy. The legacy, the legacy of our children resides in us.
1: Mm hmm
0: like at the end of the day. So it can be as long as I am breathing, that that will always be, that will always be true. And so for me, it's very, very simple. I don't know if my partner does anything. I will, I will say, I'll I'll always mention it like, oh, today's the day, but I don't think my partner does anything with it. In the beginning, I, 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 I resented that. But I'd say, yeah, in the last even more than four years, I'd say the probably last six years, I've really gotten comfortable with with knowing that, again, this is this isn't what I do for anybody else, because that was such a sacred part of my parenting journey. And I'm always going to like hold it and care for it and tend to it in very sacred ways to me. Because right. I imagine that my partner, if he if he did want to acknowledge it, it would probably be very different, and it might be like louder, even right. It might be like, oh well, we should do this with the kiddo, like. And for me, for me personally, that just doesn't, yeah. feel that doesn't connect
1: my soul, right. So for me, it's like a very intimate, sacred thing. And I think that that's what you've taught me is that this year I needed that intimate time by myself. I needed to just close the door, turn off the noise, sit by myself, feel it, remember it, acknowledge it so that I could show up differently the rest of the day. Because I did feel it. I did acknowledge it. It doesn't have to be in front of other people. And for me, if I've learned anything from you is it probably didn't never need it. Nobody ever needs to be part of it. Mm hmm like nobody needs to sit there you know like to see what i have to, how i have to process it it kind of has to come from within mm-hmm. and within my heart i have to you know fill that soul up mhm
0: yeah absolutely cuz that's that's it's connecting to that love it's connecting to the experience no matter what is present that day how we do it
1: is less important than do we allow ourselves to do it honestly and i would say honestly this was probably the first year because yeah. there've been
0: time i don't remember what you did last year but i definitely i like this year it had a very different you were very d- energetically different
1: on the day and so we always talk Aditi uh, and i talk about within our organization about the like the um, the day after so it's a great the grief hangover we call it mm-hmm. to be honest it didn't have it
0: it didn't yeah, have idea of it. Yeah. Cause I even said to you, are you sure you want to? Why don't you take the next day off too? And you were like, you know, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. And I believed you. I was like, yeah, I think
1: you are. And you were. Yeah. And so it's because I honestly feel like as the days were leading up, there were moments in time that I was reliving. So I was reliving, you know, the fact that my family had gone to a hockey game the night before Emily and we found out Emily and I died and all these things. So I was reliving all of this, the um, delivery, the whole nine yards. But I was l- loving it. I wasn't hating those memories. I was loving them. I was like, "Wow!" You know, Marius and Kat got to go to this hockey game, and I got to sit with Amelina and do her finish up her nursery. Like that was a privilege. Mm-hmm. Like that filled my soul because that's what I needed to do at that point. And so, this, was alive at that point. So, to be honest, the likelihood she was already dead in my stomach, and I just didn't know. Because, but what it, it, like
0: you said, what it, I don't know, that just gives me like full body goosebumps. Oh, I could just cry. Cause, like, what, yeah, to be able to go back and think about that time and to know though that whether she was with you or not, she was with you and it was you and her. Yeah. In that space. Yeah. And having the gift of that.
1: And like looking at it as a gift instead of years of anger and frustration. And why didn't I know? And like the Friday that, you know, so Emelina was born on a Tuesday. I went into the hospital Monday. And so, you know, that weekend we'd had friends over and we'd had dinner. And like looking back at those memories as like what love was in that room for her. Mm-hmm. Again, she, I think she died somewhere on the Saturday, but it wasn't until Monday where I finally acknowledged it. What mm-hmm. a What a gift. I had of that time and I didn't know it was a gift until this year when this year I've really so the last two years as I've shared on the podcast I've really started to dig into my grief and not just like dig in at a western culture or whatever the way but like really it's a spiritual way really digging down into the spirituality of the grief and how sad I was and how angry I was at my body and starting to let go of those quote negative feelings and really looking more at like a gift like this was a gift of time Mm -hmm. I highly recommend people don't wait 10 years to go through this transformation (laughs) because there's a like I wish that even five years ago it's hard though right it's hard it's hard to go and we didn't have the x and I didn't have what the center now offers Mm -hmm. so five years ago I was seeing a counselor but five years ago that counselor wasn't telling me to like look within and you know to look at that piece as a gift they were focused on you need to stop feeling guilty you need to stop doing xyz so we're going to teach you to do this Mm -hmm. no no I'm allowed to feel guilty I'm allowed to feel shame I'm allowed to feel anger we need to feel it to heal it exactly and so that is the difference this year than even last year. So last year i started to do some work and last year I felt a lot of sadness on the day and I felt like I had to show up for my family and I could not like really stop it. So I basically spent most of last year in bed. I showed up when I needed to, but I just didn't really love it. This year I looked at all, this is a gift and an opportunity And when I needed to go back to bed, because I wasn't in the space that I, that I wanted to be in, I didn't just go back to sleep and be like, okay, when I wake up, it's still going to be the same. I took the time to like acknowledge the feelings, Mm -hmm. acknowledge the hurt, the anger, whatever I was feeling, let it out, let my body release it and then show up with just like, like just peace so that I could feel the happiness and the sadness and the laughter and the whatever without going, oh, should I be laughing? Well, maybe I'm feeling too much joy. Maybe I'm not feeling joy enough. No. Mm-hmm. I just let the day go. You drop and- down from your your head
0: and into your heart. And that's um, that's where the healing is. We I say this all the time. We can't solve the problem in the same place in which it was created, right? That like, what if I'm not honoring enough? What if I'm too happy? What if I no, like that's in her head and we have to drop into our heart space and be present with what's there. If in that moment there was sadness because it's a sad day, then that's okay. And if the next moment it's joyous because you get to see your kiddo play mini golf in honor of her sister, then that's okay as well, right? All of it is allowed, but we can never actually experience it when we're in our head
1: experiencing it. We can only, like like I said, you have to feel it to heal it. Yeah. And like, and I guess that was the biggest thing I've taken this last year is just to feel it and to look at things. And I'm not going to say the toxic positivity, like, oh, it was a good thing. And you no, not like, it really has taken a lot of work to realize that it was a gift for me, that I got to spend that time with her. So every time I think, oh, I didn't get to spend time, I go back and I think, oh, look at that last weekend. Look at what time, look at the time and the thought I put into that nursery. And yes, honestly, I had to take it down. And I was very angry when I took it down. For sure. Uh, And I had so much love when I did it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so really for me, it's not reframing, but it's really looking at situations and a different view. And like I said, I... I don't want anybody to take 10 years to do it, but I also firmly believe that you that it takes time to get to that point and to be ready for it, I think. Exactly. To be ready for it.
0: Yes. And so for anybody who's listening today if you're meeting a milestone date whether it's 1 year, 3 years, 5 years, 10 years, 20 years, I think not that I like to give advice, but my insight would be to Allow the grief to be there, acknowledge whatever activating emotion is present and connect to the love. Like right? they say grief is grief is love that has nowhere to go. We can't forget about the love yeah. And so when we're connecting from that space, there's no right or wrong thing you can do. It's just how does it feel for you? Does it feel right Then great? And if someone else is doing it in a louder, bigger way, that's them. They're not you. We have created the legacy sponsorship program at the Pregnancy and Infant Loss Support Center specifically for milestone dates. We constantly got asked, what can I do? It's the one year or two year or three year Anniversary, or I've given birth to a living child, and I'd like to pay it forward. Dates are meaningful. Our hearts always know, and will always remember dates, whether they're celebratory, whether they're sadness. And so we just dis- we launched this uh, sponsorship program as a way for families to pay it forward to other newly bereaved families. So if you donate two hundred and fifty dollars, you secure your milestone date, and that day every person who connects on our pregnancy and infant loss helpline is being supported in honor of your journey and of your child it's a really meaningful and tangible way to pay it forward so you could join that program as a way to honor and i would also recommend that you f- you you go inward and you find what's right for you it might not be loud it might be quiet it might be simple and that's okay whatever you do connect to the love, and acknowledge the discomfort. I think you were going to say something, Danielle. I
1: was going to say, and it can change every year. Oh, yes, yes. It And it will. What you need this year can be different than what you need next year Mm -hmm. and the year after. So that when you say connect to your heart or yourself, be honest. It's okay if it changes. Yeah. Yeah. Show up honestly. Show up honestly.
0: Yeah. Agreed. So no right or wrong way, only your way. And we are here if you'd like to contribute to the Legacy Sponsorship Program, if that feels right in how you would like to honor your milestone date, we welcome you to visit our website and check it out. Um, It's a beautiful way of paying it forward. And thank you, Danielle, for, for chatting this through. I'm sure that it's very helpful for a lot of people meeting milestone dates. So thank you for that. And we will see you next time on Beyond the Loss.